0: Hello, registered to vote. I'm Owen Jones, registered to vote, and this is the cheerful election daily. Honestly, do register to vote. Okay, look, the odds are. Let's just be honest here. If you're listening to a pretty politically engaged podcast on the day of the voter registration deadline, it's likely you've registered to vote. It's the odds are quite high, but there may be people you know, friends, colleagues neighbours, lovers, ex-lovers, who haven't. And what we can all do now is just guilt trip them or just message them, pleading, pleading to use their voice because time is running out. And actually, I'm not going to let this go because I know what you're doing now. You're going, yeah, 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 all right, I'll do it. I'll do it later. I'll do it in a couple of hours. I'll do it in my lunch break. No, unacceptable. If you're sitting on a bus right now, I know you're sitting on a bus, Dan, Julie, you're sitting there and you've got your mobile phone. Maybe on the tube if you're in London, very London sector can be there. Maybe you're just walking down the street, you've popped up for some milk. Maybe you're just lying in bed, you lazy sod. But you can use your phone right now to message the five people you think have not yet registered to vote and go, come on, come on now. Sarah, I know we didn't leave it on great terms, but this could change your life. This could change your country's life. This is your, this is our time to make a difference. Um, and we're at a fork road, a fork road. Well, the, the roads are forking in two very different directions. And... Maybe you're fed up of the last few years. Maybe you think actually slashing services and like the rich run riot and young people being saddled with debt for going to university. And maybe the fact that most people in poverty in working households, because they don't have a genuine living wage. Maybe you think child poverty increasing is a national disgrace. Maybe you think people going to food banks is something horrifying and one of the wealthiest nations that has ever existed. You know, all the things that will make their lives better, properly funded NHS, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, the, the fact that we shouldn't all be saddled with insecurity and, and rip-off rents because we have nowhere else to go but a ridiculous rip-off private rent detector. All of these things. We should just do something right now to encourage everyone we know to register to vote. Because at the end of today, if you're listening to it on Tuesday that's it. You'll have no say. The future will be decided by somebody else. So that is my play. So today I've been in Ashfield again. Ashfield is in the East Midlands and it was held by Labour very, very narrowly. I was there with the Guardian. We were doing a video about it. Um, It overwhelmingly voted for Leave. It's one of Labour's most pro-Leave seats. And it was quite interesting. And I'll come back to this actually, uh, because it links, I suppose, into into Labour's big dilemma right now, in terms of its problems, its challenges in the last two and a bit weeks. So, I'm going to come on to that. Before I talk a bit more, if you're listening to this podcast, give it some stars, give it some love, uh, encourage other people to listen to it. That is hugely appreciated, all of those who've done it so far. So, I want to talk about the polling. And this is interesting. This is very interesting. Now, caveats do not trust polls, do not obsess. Over polls, do not uh, live your life uh, by polls. I've got a quote from Alexandria Casio Cortez, the American superstar. So, what AOC said was, we don't watch the polls, we change the polls. I am now going to break that very, very wise advice. So, there was a poll done in Wales by YouGov. YouGov is one of the pollsters where Labour actually struggled quite a lot. That's some of Labour's worst results. So, a few weeks ago, Labour had terrible polling in Wales, one of Labour's heartlands, of course, one of the birthplaces of Labour, the, the, the nation that gave us Nye Bevan, who founded the NHS. And uh, Labour back then was on 29%, just one point ahead of the Tories and 28%. So Labour have now gone up by nine points in Wales. They're now on 38%. The Tories have gone up a bit to 32 The Brexit party have collapsed there from 15 to 8 Now, this is interesting because in the last election in 2017, at the beginning of the campaign, it looked all over for Labour for many, many reasons. But one of the reasons was that Labour were doing spectacularly badly in Wales. And actually, there were polls to saying that the Tories could beat Labour in Wales. In the end, Labour won 49% of the vote and the Tories got 33.5%. So things shifting in Wales at this stage in the campaign... It does provide hope for Labour. Now, I'm going to come up with another poll, and this is done by ICM, uh, a national pollster. They have Labour going down by one point and Labour going up by two to 34%. Now, you might listen to that and go, well, that's quite the mountain. But there was a poll at the weekend which gave the Tories a, what, a 19-point lead. A eight-point lead, particularly if the polling isn't necessarily perhaps as accurate as it should be, as the last election showed... That is that is doable. Labour could overcome that. If if, if that rate of change, and th- this poll was done 22nd to 25th of November, and it was compared to 18th of November, so it was only compared to a few days earlier, if Labour carried on at that rate, big caveat, they might not, but they would be in with a shot. At least of a hung parliament, and who knows? Now, this comes after the manifesto launch and the debates. And anecdotally, and this is interesting, I've had lots of people, I've I've asked for people to get in touch with me if they're knocking on doors for Labour to see how it's going. And it's been some pretty challenging responses. I'm not going to lie to you. But people are telling me that since the debates... And since the manifesto, and that's not that long, we're only talking a few days' time frame, there's been a marked improvement on the doorsteps. People who said, and I wasn't a fan of him before, but actually I saw him on television and it's challenged my perception. I'm getting more and more people saying that. Now, there are lots of caveats here because Labour are definitely behind and there's other anecdotal evidence of people who voted Labour last time who aren't going to vote Labour this time, as things stand. But the massive ground operation that Labour has, because it's got so many members... The TV debate and the fact that domestic policies that the pollsters show are very popular, public ownership, scrapping tuition fees, hiking taxes on the rich to fund investment, those are popular with people. Now, another interesting poll shows, this is a poll's commissioned by the Financial Times, is really interesting. So what it does is it shows the approval ratings for leaders of parties since the election was called. Now, Boris Johnson's approval ratings have gone down. Now, they're the highest of the three major parties, Joe Swinson and Jeremy Corbyn, even now still. But they've markedly decreased. They're negative, by the way. They're in the the red. Joe Swinson's have markedly declined. And the evidence shows the more people actually have heard from her, the less keen they've been. The so-called revoke policy, without a referendum, uh, going back to the British people, just scrapping Brexit without consulting them, that has not gone down well on the doorstep. And indeed, in the Financial Times, a senior party figure is is within the Lib Dems, is quoted as saying that the mood within the Lib Dems is of concern, close to despair. Revoke has gone down really, really badly. Lots of Remainers, and I've, I've, I've seen this on the doorstep, go, well, I'm not a fan of Brexit, and I'd vote for Remain, another referendum. But you can't just cancel it. It's kind of quite undemocratic and also doesn't heal the wounds within the nation. What does it say to those Leave voters who voted the way they did? Now, Jamie Corbyn's approval ratings, again, now, there's a big caveat here. They start very, very, very badly indeed in this election, worse than last time. But they've gone up markedly since the election campaign began. This was always something which, for, you know, when it looks completely hopeless, really, how could he turn this around, given how far behind and far behind Boris Johnson he is, but actually, what happened in the last election is when broadcasting rules kick in, that's what happens in an election where the opposition get uh, get fairer access, they're able to present their policies to the nation, uh, Jamie Corbyn goes on TV for a long period of time so he can actually make a better impression. That Last time round, his approval ratings went up throughout the campaign and Theresa May's went, went down. That's despite the fact the press, which are overwhelmingly pro-Tory, actually become more anti-Labor and more and more pro-Tory. But nonetheless, his ratings have definitely gone up markedly. They're still bad, by the way, but they've gone up a lot. And if you look at the trajectory on this graph, which is in the Financial Times, if it carries on like that, they will keep going up uh, and Boris Johnson's will keep going down. That's the trend. So what am I saying here? What I'm saying is this is not a done deal, guys. It isn't. In normal circumstances, Labour going into this election would be would be toast. They'd be absolute fried chicken, the end, game over. But, but we know what happened in 2017, and people rolled their eyes and said, oh, yeah, you can't just repeat history all over again and pull off the same trick. You're right, you can't. You can't do that. But there's no question that Labour's policies, departing from a kind of what... People down the pub called the neoliberal consensus. They don't find, but the kind of where the markets run riot, where you cut taxes on the rich, where you privatize and deregulate. That consensus has, was, was very dominant amongst politicians in the media, but most people never really bought into it. They thought there was no alternative. They thought that was the only game in town, definitely, but they never enthusiastically bought into it. And actually when Labour's policies to challenge that, are front and center and the unapologetic people do like it. And at the moment a lot of them and I've seen this on the doorstep again I was in Aberconway in Wales on on Saturday people still sometimes they like the policies but they they can't get past their view of Jeremy Corbyn. But again we can see how that changes partly because when people associate him with the policies that makes them think well actually kind of agree with him on a lot of stuff. And actually I've seen him on TV and he he's not this fire-breathing evil monster that I've been told that he is. So we'll see. But what I'm saying is there's two and a half weeks left. It's not long at all. But these are at least signs or or kind of green shoots. And we don't know how things are going to pan out. And the Tories may end up winning their big majority and hard Brexit happening and all the rest. But in two and a half weeks time, if it doesn't pan out like that, we'll be able to look back at this moment this day or rather yesterday, Monday the 25th of November, those polls and the evidence, and I've heard other polling evidence suggesting things start improving from, yes, a bad position for Labour, and go, oh, oh, those were signs. And you could see it on on Friday night when thousands of people gathered in Sheffield when Jamie Corbyn went to do the leaders' debate and enthusiastically singing his name uh there's other evidence of just when he turns up to places of kind of spontaneous bursts of enthusiasm again yes lots of people who don't think that most people don't go and do that kind of stuff yes 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 caveat 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 but there are green shoots, and it does show that actually Labour's ground game having so many members who are very optimistic and a lot of them maybe you're one of them have had doors slammed in your faces and all the rest of it but actually you can see There is something to build on, that this is not inevitable. That actually, whatever the odds, and they are huge, stacked in Boris Johnson's favour, there is is some potential. Now, something else I am going to say, which is not cheerful at all, and it is important. On Saturday, a woman in her 70s was canvassing for the Labour Party in Herefordshire, and she was thrown onto a car bonnet in Bromyard and left with bruising, this is a BBC journalist writing this, and suspected broken ribs. And the witnesses say the attacker was a, someone yelling that, they, that she was a Marxist and an extremist and a Trotskyist. Now, the Labour membership has been systematically demonised as being extreme, as being dangerous, as being treacherous, actually. Actions have consequences, these, the way much of the press and much of the Tory media, and not just them, but also those who would call themselves moderates and centrists and all the rest, the way they've spoken about the left has radicalized people. I, I'm not getting out a tiny violin, but I have experienced this firsthand. And we do need to think about this. Now, I don't want to put people off, by the way, if you ever go knocking on doors or campaigning, this. The odds are this will not happen. There was another campaigner. This happened uh, to also in their seventies. By the way, this happened to uh, also a, a couple of days ago. Th- this isn't the norm. This is an exception, but it it is something which should give pause for thought. Now, the final thing I want to talk about again, and it is something I keep returning to, and it is uh, my visit today to Ashfield, which heavily voted for leave, and. It does go to show that, you know, Labour's got a massive challenge there to keep that seat, because in lots of those Northern and midland seats, not generalising here, because lots of the North, you know, the the North is just leave, the South is remain, that's not true. Places like Manchester uh, voted uh, very significantly for remain, for example, uh, you know, as other major cities often did. But there are these places like Ashfield where people... Voted very heavily for leave, and they voted for Labour as well, and they believe in Labour policies, but they decided they wanted to leave the EU. Now, I don't agree uh, with with them in terms of I campaigned for Remain, even though I've been critical in, of the EU in its current form but labour has to listen to those people It can't just write them out and that's why i get frustrated by people who go oh well actually labour needs to be more remain it's not remaining enough and how dare it and uh you know it you know this isn't good enough even though the only way brexit could be stopped is a labour government coming to power having its referendum remain on the ballot paper but unless those people are listened to because a lot of them voted for leave because they were angry at the way they thought the country was run, they thought they had a raw deal, they do, and they were angry at politicians and the political elite, understandably. And unless that's understood empathetically, this country will never be healed, but also Labour won't win the election. It has to bring together both Remainers and Leavers. And this idea of, you know, we've had a government, have we not, for the last three and a half years, that's not just only stood up for one side of the divide and how we voted on that sunny day in June 2016, but only the most hardened wing of that divide. So I just think Labour should have shifted its Brexit position early and all the rest. But those who kind of treat it as a cost-free exercise that Labour had everything to gain and nothing to lose, it's just not true. And I go to these communities and I hear the anger. People are angry. They're angry at people like me. You know, they, I find it odd because I get some Remainers are like, you're not remaining enough. And they go to places like this and people are like there think I'm some sort of hardcore top thumping Remainer. So I just think we have to think about that in the last couple of weeks of this campaign. And this is the bit already we can see people are waking up to the election. It's finally really on people's radar. We've got the debates. The policies are front and centre. So just to finish up for today, there is some hope here. There is, genuinely. And there will be other bad polls in this, the, the last two and a bit weeks. But actually, Labour didn't have as good a poll today at this stage last time around again history does things repeat themselves in the same way no 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 of course they don't but you can see some basis to work on and that's the thing you see the thing about polls is you know it's self-indulgent to just stare at polls what can you do i mean you know good polls bad polls you just feel impotent and, and and useless or whatever just staring at these figures but if there's a door which you can see a crack of light a push at it and I think that's what people need to think about now. That actually, you know, when you see that poll at the weekend, massive, whopping, ridiculous majority, it's always going to win, you know, this ridiculous majority and they're going to force through changes to the electoral boundaries and implement voter ID and all the rest to make it easier for them to win on smaller shares of the vote in the future. It's frightening, it's scary, and all the things they've got planned for this country, which they didn't put in the manifesto because they know people won't like it. But actually, there is something to build on and to be optimistic about. But everyone has to register to vote. We've only got a few hours left. So let's make that our Tuesday, the 26th of November resolution. So it's been a pleasure as always. And I will speak to you tomorrow, hopefully with more green shoots. Let us see. But it's all to play for. And let's just keep fighting. Cheers, everyone. Election Daily is produced by the cheerful team, including Jeff Lloyd, Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.